Welcome to Lead for Clarity, where we help you, your team, and your organization get to their next level by focusing on what matters. My name is Shondell Sutherland, and I'm here with Melanie Montgomery, and we're a rocking 2024 and loving it, aren't we, Melanie? Oh, yes. It's off to a great start so far. I love all the clients that are having a strategic partner. I was up in Seattle a week ago or so, and just being with people live is just so great. I'm uh, pretty ramped up and ready for this conversation, Melanie. What are we going to talk about today? Today, we're going to dig a little bit more into off-ramping and what that looks like in an organization and how we've seen managers successfully take steps to overcome it and also notice when they're getting into that off-ramp. Yeah, we call it the unhealthy cycle of misery. And boy, that is exactly what it feels like. Now, I know we have a link in our show notes so people can kind of get a picture or visual of us comparing the process, the healthy cycle of growth with the cycle of misery that we are juxtaposing it with. When we're talking about the cycle of misery, it is all about the leader being in the middle and being responsible or whoever you are. So we call it the victor. And the victor is I have to be right. I have to be in control. I have to win. And and that is not how you go about getting through a healthy cycle of growth living by your values, keeping those values as the center so it doesn't weigh all on you. And I think as a leader, we know if we're in the cycle of misery because we're exhausted, because we're mad at our people. What are some other things, Melanie, when we know that we have let it all fall on our own shoulders instead of on the values. I definitely want to take a second to note that it's not always intentional or it's often not intentional. And sometimes it's fear and insecurities and struggles that are coming out. So one thing I look for is, is someone confident? Are they showing humility or are they afraid to be wrong or afraid to make mistakes? A lot of times those more fear base components is a a flag to know, oh, I might actually be in that cycle of misery. Mm, What a great addition. That's exactly right. And so sometimes they're out of ego. Sometimes they're out of fear. Sometimes they're out of arrogance. Sometimes they're out of self doubt. Mm -hmm. And what we want to know is we want humble leaders. The only leader that will ever be able to lead a company through a value cycle of growth is going to be a humble. We get these from Patrick Lencioni and then add another humble, hungry, where they want it and they're smart. They get people, they're learning people. And then we add that component of being honest. You got to be real. You got to be who you are. People have to know that who's showing up is the real you. And I think when you're in the cycle of misery, you're trying to be something that you're not. Yeah, absolutely. I know that I found myself in the cycle of misery or reflecting back. That's where I was. I didn't know it at the time. Mm -hmm. It was often of I didn't feel confident in my ability to do the role or I hadn't quite reached that part of my leadership where I was confident enough to do the job without second guessing, or I was leaning into those fears and my internal dialogue was just constantly telling me negative things when really we wanted to be saying positive things and leaning into that growth mindset. That's so good. And and what I love about what you're saying is that's a good way for leaders to click in. How I see it manifest a lot, that fear goes into anger. You're mad at others. Others feel you being angry at them. 
but really you're mad at yourself. You're blaming yourself. And then you start blaming others. You know, the opposite of blame in my little world is responsibility. We can either blame other people or we can take responsibility. We either take responsibility or we blame. What we like to tell people is that every time you off-ramp the healthy cycle of growth into the cycle of misery, you can always on-ramp. And that I think is the beautiful story of this little process. I think that people really are going to off-ramp for different reasons onto this cycle of misery. And the first one being when pain comes, whether that's personal, whether it's your team or your organization, if you don't go right back to what matters, instead you take it personally, you take it on yourself, you have fear, you're not going to be able to get through that. All of a sudden you're focused on yourself, whether it is, I've got to do something about this, which is probably more my personality, like now it's all on me, or maybe other people, they feel like I can't do it. They have fear, like mine, where I might come back, oh, it's all on my shoulders. It's still fear-based because it's not reality. And what we want is people to be living in that reality. All right, anything to add about that part, Melanie? I definitely agree with all of that. And I think that sometimes when we lack self-awareness, when pain comes, we then just get defensive and we want to say like, I'm not like that. I That's not a problem for me. And we want to push it away and pretend like it's not a problem instead of really saying like, oh, actually, yes, this is a pain point that I need to focus on. We can start running on that hamster wheel instead of really addressing the issue. We're spending a lot of time doing things and feeling like we're making progress, but really we're wasting our time on things that don't matter and we're spending time ineffectively instead of building our team or helping solve the problem that will save so much more time in the future. Mm, That was beautifully said. I think you're right. We don't either address it or we get distracted. Like I get so distracted when I'm in the cycle of misery I'm not doing the things that bring me joy. I'm doing just dumb stuff that is not part of my my working genius, anything that fits into my realm. And then I'll be on my phone scrolling mm-hmm. because I just want to check out. My addiction is probably eating, working. You know, other people are going to be shopping. Uh, oh, that's alcohol, fine. <laughs> <laughs> all these different things, you know, we can go on and on. But boy, when we are realizing that we can get out of that pain cycle pretty fast. That's what we really want people to know is that if you could learn this cycle of misery and see the signs, you can quickly jump back in to this healthy cycle of growth. And I think as coaches, that is the number one role we play is we can recognize quickly when someone is over there and that they're putting too much pressure on themselves and they need to get back into the next step for them. And I always feel the need to say this, Shonda, which is when we're in the cycle of misery, that doesn't mean we're bad people. That doesn't mean we're not good leaders. We don't care. It really just means that we're off track and we need to get back on track. So I always want to remind everyone, have compassion for yourself. Recognize that, hey, I'm here and just get back. Don't dwell on it. Don't beat yourself up. Just get yourself back on track. Mm, Beautifully said. That's right. And when we do that through the pain cycle, we're going to get right back into purposely connecting. And what are we connecting to? We're connecting to our values. We're connecting to who our people are. We're connecting back to the company values, whatever that means for us. And if we don't do that and we continue to choose 
to stay in the cycle of misery or we don't know how out. I mean, like you said, Melanie, I don't think very people will go, I'm going to be a jerk today and jump into the cycle of misery. I mean, no one does that. Well, at least the people that are listening to this show don't do that, right? <laughs> so the opposite of purposely connecting back to what matters is you're disconnected. And the problem is if you're disconnected from the things that matter most, you're really leading other people to just fear you and do what you say. And people will do it. Like they're just like, we're all disconnected. We're, you just tell us what to do and we'll do it. And that's the last thing you want as a leader. If you hear people saying, oh, well, so-and-so told me to do that. My boss made this decision. Or you're going back to your team and saying, well, I don't think this is the right way, but we're going to do it anyway. That's a huge sign of that disconnect because you're not bought in. You're not part of the decision. So you're frustrated and you're then turning around not owning that decision. And so if we hear those type of comments, that's a, a big indicator that we are in that disconnect phase where we're not talking, we're not hearing each other, we're not invested. We're doing it because someone else told us to and we're not happy about it. Yeah. And I can go through days of this. Even in my marriage, I can go through, well... That's what you wanted to do. And so we have to be really careful and hear those different pieces. In that case, I want to be the victor, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm the victim as well. Victor, victim, they all go in that misery cycle because it's all about me. And that's mm -hmm. the focus here. I love what you said about you recognize those words that you use and really digging into that. If we can get really honed in on our internal dialogue, we can now figure out where am I? Where do I need to go? My internal dialogue gives me so much insight into how I'm feeling because when I'm in that cycle of misery, my internal dialogue is like mad or frustrated or doesn't want to do something, isn't taking accountability, is blaming other people. And so when I hear those words, I'm like, okay, Melanie, we got to get back on track here. Yeah, that's so good. That's exactly right. And I know for me, like just talking about all this with you every week and us doing this work and hearing these wonderful clients that are doing the work and talking about the four core, you know, like we did our newsletter on, it just brings me back to, oh yeah, you know what? I've even lost track of a couple of these values. In fact, it was funny as I was doing my goal setting, I realized adventure is really one of those core four for me. And in 2024, if I don't set the intention to honor that value, I will be miserable later on because I won't be having my adventures that actually brought me excitement in my goal setting because I'm like, oh yeah, you better make sure you honor that value because here's the opposite. The opposite is I've got so much to do. I have to do this. No, I can't leave. No, I can't let go. And that actually leads Melanie into our next phase instead of like trusting in the planting phase that everybody's got this, that I've trained people that I don't need to be there because we're trained and we're focused. Guess what? I got to be there to dictate. That's the next stage. Instead of plant, we're dictating. And that is where the leader has to stay totally connected to every single thing and dictate what happens. In this stage, I see a lot that People are not open to feedback. When we're dictating, we don't want to hear what other people have to say. We might pretend we do, but we really don't. We're not really hearing them. We're not really making them feel heard. We're just taking it in and saying, well, my way is better. This is a stage where I have to be really, really careful because 
it can do so much damage to an organization if a leader does not ask for feedback and does not accept feedback because people are going to stop giving it and then they're going to stop being invested and then they're going to feel frustrated. And when we don't have different opinions in a meeting, that's an indicator that we're here in this dictate stage. We don't have people bringing things up. And if we don't have differences of opinions, we're never going to come to the best outcome because we've only thought through one of them. We're not challenging it out. We're not bringing in new ideas. Melanie, that was so well said. We should frame that um, because that was beautiful. You know what? As you were talking, I thought about this thing that I see that really drives me nuts about the cycle misery. In fact, this is a soapbox for me. When people fake doing it, like leaders know they should listen, they know they should get feedback. And so they say they're doing all those things and they're not. And what can you say then? Okay, I just want you to know, I know you're saying all the right things and you're not doing them. You're doing them because someone told you that's how you get results. It's like, I'm going to be authentic right now. And then you're not really authentic. That's another thing that really resonated with me because I loved everything you were saying. And I'm like, gosh, I've heard people say these things and they don't mean it. Mm-hmm. And so you can't, if you're doing that, it doesn't count everybody. We all know you're faking it. <laughs> yes, because people can feel the intention behind your words and your actions. If you say, I want your feedback, give it to me. But then you're not actually hearing it. You're not taking it. You're not doing something with it. Then really, it's just disingenuous. Oh, so good. So as we move through this cycle of misery, the next thing is um, when you're planting, which isn't a good one. Well, when you're in a cycle of misery, you are busy doing stuff. And what I love the difference between, you know, progress of real fruit and action and then just doing stuff like being busy where you just do stuff, especially when the leader is around. I hate that more than anything. Being a leader is watching when people will work when I'm around and they're doing stuff when I'm there, but it isn't ingrained in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One indicator of this stage that is one of my hot buttons is when we hear, I don't have enough time for that. That's my go-to excuse that I really have to work hard on because when we reframe it to say, I make time for the things that are important to me and this isn't a priority, we're able to refocus. But mm-hmm. I've seen as in that doing stuff stage, Sometimes we just take on everything and we're just going and going and going. And so we feel like we have all of these things to do. We can't focus. We can't slow down. We can't really focus on what matters. And so we find ourselves like we're just way too busy for anything and we can't prioritize. And so I hear that a lot and I'm like, okay, we need to get back into what's the priority? What do we need to focus on? Because that's how we make that progress. Mm, That is so, so good. I love it. And that is a place like even for myself. We can actually off-ramp at this stage because we're busy. I would say Scott and I off-ramped quite a bit during this year. We were living by our values, but we just kept having things thrown at us and thrown, like almost batting us over into that cycle of misery. And then we kind of have to scurry back over. And this year is the year where we go, okay, let's get back to our values. What are we going to have to do? And so I liked what you said. We can hear it. I can hear myself saying these things. And that's when I know, oh, dang it, where I am back in misery. And back to what you said in the beginning, Melanie, that's why we want everyone to have this freedom as they listen to it, not to go, oh, I suck. I'm terrible. No, I mean, we're all going to be over here. It's how fast you get back is the magic to this. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And being intentional about paying attention to your internal dialogue so you can just nip it right in the bud. 
Yep, that's good. Okay, so the next one is double down. And what we mean by this is in the cycle of healthy growth, we're pruning. We always love to say at this stage, they were good at one time. That's why they're so hard to prune. So we come in and we prune versus doubling down on things. What we mean by that is that was so good. Let's do twice of it. Like, and we got this going and that going and this going. And I really noticed this in our um, restaurant that we have at the bowling alley. Scott is going, we need to, you know, he basically used the language. We need to prune down this menu. And, and me, I'm like, oh, this is great. We have so many offerings. And And as soon as I heard him kind of use the word prune and me hearing, yeah, we could do more, it indicated, ooh, okay, am I off base here? Um, And we need to have an evaluation. And I'm so glad that no one listened to my double downing. (laughs) Yeah, one thing that I hear often here, even to myself is, well, we've always done it this way. That's an indicator of doubling down too. We're saying we've done it this way. It's worked. We're just going to keep going and keep pushing through. And and that's not always a, a great thing to do. Yeah. I love the way you said it. It's, we're not going to double down on what we've always done mm-hmm. is a really, because that's what we do. Like, well, we have to do that. And so if people can hear themselves saying that. Mm-hmm. If you say, well, that's what we've always done. Think about, well, am I doubly down on something that doesn't work anymore or Nope, this is good. I want to use it because it's going to get us to profit, which is the final stage of the healthy process. And in that unhealthy cycle of misery, we have another D word and that's dollars, dollars and dividends. And you know what? If you run it yourself and you go through the cycle of misery, you're going to get some dollars Mm -hmm. and you're going to get some dividends. But are you really going to be profitable? And that profitable place means Yes, you have to get money. And the money is only because that's how we buy things around here and continue to grow and reinvest and get talent and all those things. But the coolest part about this stage in the healthy cycle is that you're also getting better energy. You're getting better people. You're getting better emotional health. You're getting, you're investing. People are healing in your organization. They're growing, they're thriving. What else, Melanie, do you see I think here we start to justify bad behavior, bad habits, because we're succeeding. I can really look back in my career and see this because I worked way too much. I didn't have balance. I focused only on my career and I really wasn't happy. I wasn't fulfilled. Looking back, I was encouraging myself to keep going because I was succeeding. I was moving up. I was being promoted. And yes, maybe I was successful. Yeah. And I was successful in my career, but was I happy. And that's one of those things where we start leaning into look at all these beautiful things that are happening because of all of these bad behaviors that I have. And I need to continue because obviously like the end justifies the means. Ooh, boy, that's a good one. I think you're right on. And the exciting part of this for us is that we've kind of shared some of our trigger points, but as people understand this, that we're all in a process. We're in one or the other. We are either growing in such a great way and the way around our values of things that matter to us and matter to other people, or we are off-ramped into that cycle of misery where it's all about us, our fears, our lack of confidence, our ego, and all those other things. When we understand that, then we can quickly realize when we've slipped off and we call it, we call it off-ramping. I love the off-ramp turn because you can come right back on. We want so badly for people to hear. And I get, this is my landing the plane. I want people to hear of the all things is that there is only honor 
and realizing that you're in the cycle of misery and coming back. There's only wonderful humility. There's no shame in this. There's no blame. And there certainly is only a trying to get there faster because we'll all be there. Have any last takeaways? Yeah, I just think that as we talk through this, we really need to be intentional about listening to our internal dialogue, listening to what we're saying to ourselves, because that will give us so much insight into where we are and where we need to go. Mm, so good. That's good. Well, everyone, if you need further uh, information on this, you can check out our website at shondogroup.com. So we hope you'll follow us. And listeners, it's all about you. And we want to take more of your questions, share more of your stories and give you more value than ever in the lead for clarity in 2024. So we're off to a good start, I think, Melanie, already. So send your questions. And until then, as we always say, be the best you can be today. Bye-bye.